I am relieved. But you forget I have only five days leave. Yes, and I've also taken five days leave from... from my duties. I like that word. What word? Duty. It is horrible sometimes. Oh, that's because you think it's narrow. But it isn't. It contains infinities. And... and so... What is this jargon? He disregarded the interjected scorn. An infinity of absolution, for instance, he continued. But as to this another world, who's going to look for it and for the tale that is in it? You, she said, with a strange, almost rough sweetness of assertion. He made a shadowy movement of assent in his chair the irony of which not even the gathered darkness could render mysterious. As you will. In that world, then, there was once upon a time a commanding officer and a Northman. Put in the capitals, please, because they had no other names. It was a world of seas and continents and islands. Like the earth, she muttered bitterly. Yes. What else could you expect from sending a man made of our common, tormented clay on a voyage of discovery? What else could he find? What else could you understand or care for, or feel the existence of, even? There was comedy in it, and slaughter. Always like the earth, she murmured. Always. And since I could find in the universe only what was deeply rooted in the fibres of my being, there was love in it, too. But we won't talk of that. No, we won't, she said, in a neutral tone which concealed perfectly her relief or her disappointment. Then, after a pause, she added, It's going to be a comic story. Well, he paused, too. Yes, in a way in a very grim way. It will be human, and as you know, comedy is but a matter of the visual angle, and it won't be a noisy story. All the long guns in it will be dumb, as dumb as so many telescopes. Ah, there are guns in it, then. And may I ask, where? Afloat. You remember that the world of which we speak had its seas. A war was going on in it. It was a funny world, and terribly in earnest. Its war was being carried on over the land, over the water, under the water, up in the air, and even under the ground. And many young men in it, mostly in wardrooms and messrooms, used to say to each other, pardon the unparliamentary word, they used to say, It's a damned bad war, but it's better than no war at all. Sounds flippant, doesn't it? He heard a nervous, impatient sigh in the depths of the couch, while he went on without a pause. And yet, there is more in it than meets the eye. I mean, more wisdom. Flippancy, like comedy, is but a matter of visual first impression. That world was not very wise. But there was in it a certain amount of common working sagacity. That, however, was mostly worked by the neutrals in diverse ways public and private, which had to be watched. Watched by acute minds, and also by actual sharp eyes. They had to be very sharp indeed, too, I assure you.
I can imagine, she murmured appreciatively. What is there that you can't imagine, he pronounced soberly. You have the world in you. But let us go back to our commanding officer, who of course commanded a ship of a sort. My tales, if often professional, as you remarked just now, have never been technical. So I'll just tell you that the ship was of a very ornamental sort once, with lots of grace and elegance and luxury about her. Yes, once. She was like a pretty woman who has suddenly put on a suit of sackcloth and stuck revolvers in her belt. But she floated lightly. She moved nimbly. She was quite good enough. That was the opinion of the commanding officer, said the voice from the couch. It was. He used to be sent out with her along certain coasts to see what he could see, just that. And sometimes he had some preliminary information.